Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. Today, this is going to be part one of a two-part teaching here. I want to talk about five steps to activating the gifts of the Spirit in your life. This is a subject, a topic that I've had quite a few people ask me about in regards to the gifts of the Spirit and operating in those and seeing those in greater manifestation. Uh, so I wanted to split this up and uh, put it into you know bite-sized pieces for you. And so we're going to start out reading here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm just going to read a portion of this to you, and then we're going to get into uh, these steps. You ready? All right. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in verse 1, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So that tells me we can be ignorant about some stuff. Now, I don't know about you, but I I know I've been ignorant about some things. The older I'm getting, uh, I'm less ignorant in some areas and still ignorant in others. Uh, But Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant in this area. And if you look at the majority of Christians, we are very, very, very ignorant when it comes to spiritual things. Yes, we love God. We believe God. uh, We go to church and we worship Jesus. But... When it comes to the spiritual things, uh, majority of the church is not doing too well in that. But you need to understand the reason behind all of this. If you go on down to verse 7, Paul says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. It's given to the for the profit of all. And so uh, you need to understand that the purpose of the gifts it's really to benefit other people. It's, it's for the profit of other people. It's for setting other people free. And then he goes on to list those gifts. He says, uh, for the one is given the word of wisdom, uh, to another the word of knowledge, to another uh, faith, special faith, to another gifts of healings, uh, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, we see, number one, that the purpose of the gifts is for the benefit of people, not to make you look good. And so the first step in activating the gifts of the Spirit is that you need to have an intense desire to see people free. In other words, there needs to be an intense love for people to, to see the captives be set free in every area of their life. Uh, you listen to some people talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and it almost seems like it's all about you know them and, and the gifts that I flow in and this and that, and it's all about me, 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 me. Now, friends, it's about people. It's about reaching people and seeing them set free in their bodies and in their minds and their families, their finances. You know, I don't need to tell you what I operate in. You know, Jesus said uh, that the fruits, you know, they're going to tell you uh, the the truth of the matter. So, you know, the fruit's going to be evident as to what you've been operating in. 
secondly, you know, really all nine gifts are available for everyone. The Holy Spirit's the one who's manifesting. So, you know, why would I limit myself to one or two? I've had people tell me, well, I operate in this gift or, you know, I operate in that gift. I, you know, my gift is, you know, the discerning of spirits, uh, you know, which I've, I've had a lot of people said discerning of spirits was, you know, being able to pick up on, you know, people's intentions and stuff. That ain't what he's talking about. Uh, if you're doing that, then you're just being sensitive and, li and listening to your own spirit and the Holy Spirit. But, uh, you know, you're not just limited to one gift. Because, friend, think about this. If, if we are truly to represent Jesus, and I have someone that I'm dealing with, and, you know, and they're, they're in need of, you know, something in regards to healing, and the only gift I operate in is uh, the interpretation of tongues, well, I am of no help to them. But you have to understand that the Holy Spirit, He knows what gifts are needed. He knows uh, what's needed in the situation. And so, you know, if you'll just be open, and, and if that's what's, uh, you know, he, the Holy Spirit sees fit uh, for these things to be, to be manifest in that situation, He'll use any one of these nine gifts. Any one of them. And so uh, all nine of them are available. And so I've just come down to this. If I'll just do my job, I know the Holy Spirit's going to do his. Uh, so you, you need to have, number one, an intense desire to see people free. I found this, that the love of God, it will propel the gifts. It will open up the door and propel the gifts. It's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, he said, I want you to follow after love. And then he said, I want you to covet spiritual gifts. So, so the first part is what? Love. L-O-V-E. Love. Loving people. This is not about building up your ministry, building up you, exalting you, you know, to see how many things I can, I can operate in and, and to be able to spout off and brag about myself. No, this is about the benefit, the profit for other people. And so he said, follow after love and covet spiritual gifts. So one good example of it is this. I'll talk about myself. You know, for years we have been seeing uh, primarily and predominantly uh, the gifts of healing and working of miracles and special faith and operation in our services. Uh, that's been the primary thing. Now, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not saying this to boast, but literally all nine, at one point or another, I've had all nine of the gifts of the Spirit and manifestation at some point in my life and ministry. I'm not saying, you know, all operating at the same time or all in the same service. But, you know, over this, this span of time that we've been in ministry, I've had every single one of these uh, manifest at some point or time. But primarily, the three, three gifts that we have seen primarily uh, operating are these three, the gifts of healing, working, miracles, and special faith. And so we've been seeing miracles like crazy over the years, uh, all kind of wonderful things. I mean, blind eyes opening. Actually, I mean, it was just uh, last month. I had a lady that was blind in her left eye. She was healed in a service. And then I was doing a service in Virginia, and there was another lady that was blind in an eye, and her eye opened up, and she was able to see. Uh, we've seen deaf people healed, and we've seen like major skin diseases just like dissolve right there in front of our face tumors dissolve right under our hands we've been seeing this for years and and so primarily in the area of healing we've been seeing these things but i remember 
uh, it was in November of 2017, and I was preparing for these uh, meetings I was going to be doing in Warner, Oklahoma, uh, with Pastor Rennie and Patty Ole, some dear friends of mine, and I was spending some time praying, and I had I had told the Holy Spirit uh, months prior to that I would really like to see the Word of Knowledge uh, operating more in in our life and ministry because for the primary reason was that you know if I was ministering to people, especially in regards to healing, when I'm ministering to them, it would be really cool to be able to stand before them and. And in particular situations, be able to tell them what's wrong without them being able to tell me. Why? What's the purpose of that? Well, if I was able to tell them what's wrong without them telling me, you talk about their faith skyrocketing, you know, to be able to receive. And so that was my motive in that. It wasn't so that I could, you know, uh, say, well, the primary gift that I operate in is you know, the gifts of healing work and miracle special faith and word of knowledge. I want to say that there's four of them working. There was no, there was nothing in there about me at all. It was about helping people and benefiting other people because I saw that if, if this was working uh, in, in a greater degree, it would help people. And so I, I'd been desiring that and, and uh, coveting that, I mean, for months. And I remember this week in November, the week before these meetings, I was praying and getting getting prepared, and the Holy Spirit distinctly said, he said, the word of knowledge is going to be in greater manifestation next week in the meetings, and it's going to be in greater prominence now in your ministry. And, you know, the, the very next week, bam, I mean, like words of knowledge just, just going off with different individuals uh, that that were there, and we, we tell being able to to pick that up from the Holy Spirit, tell them those things, and just see their face light up. I remember one time, it was it was in that same year, I was ministering uh, in Tahlequah, Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and there was a lady there that had come up. She was standing with her friend, standing right beside me, and I looked at her, and I said, it's cancer, isn't it? And her little... Her, her little girl, I believe she was about 12 or 13. She was sitting in the, in the like the second row. And I heard her go, how did you know? And then the, the mom, whom I said, you know, it's cancer, isn't it? I mean, she just starts tearing up and her mouth just dropped. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't know anything about that. But, but on the inside, I just knew it. I can't tell you how I knew it. I can't explain it scientifically. I just knew. I knew that I knew that I knew what the issue was there and told her that and so it put her in a marvelous position to be able to receive and it also made a huge impact on our daughter i actually saw it like the next day or two her daughter uh, took a picture of me and her mom and she posted it on her instagram talking about what had actually happened this was a 13 year old girl put it on her instagram about what all had happened and about how much of an impact it made on her and the fact that god was really real well, that was for the profit of, of not only the mom, also profit of the daughter. And again, I wasn't desiring these things for me. It was about helping other people. And so as a result of, 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 of doing that, for the love of people, the profit of people, we begin to see that more and more. So it wasn't because, you know, I wanted to prop myself up. I was coveting that gift for the love of other people. So let's talk about this covet piece. You find twice... 
uh, in Paul's letters to the churches twice, he says, I want you to covet the gifts. First Corinthians 12 and verse 31, he said, covet earnestly the best gifts. First Corinthians 14, one that we mentioned just a few minutes ago, he said, I want you to follow after love and I want you to covet spiritual gifts. The Amplified Translation says, earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts or endowments. The Greek word for desire, the Greek word for covet, it, it means this. It literally means to fervently boil with zealousness, zealousness for a thing. So this isn't a mere want. This isn't a mere wish. This word uh, for desire, it emphatically means that Paul wanted them to possess an intense longing. And I mean a boiling zealousness to have more and more of these spiritual manifestations. So why was it so important that Paul told them to zealously desire it? Because Paul knew that these gifts, they were vital to bringing a supernatural dimension of Christ to the church. I don't know about you, but I firmly believe that we need to see the supernatural dimension of Christ emphatically uh, to a greater degree in our church in our churches, all across the United States and around the world. We need to be seeing these things. We need the spiritual peace. We need the supernatural peace. I'm not just going to church and not just going to meetings and, and getting a good little message. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with great teaching. We need great teaching. We need great revelation. But we also need to be experiencing things and having encounters with God so that people can can have these encounters with God and know that he's real. And these encounters, oh my gosh, they, they increase people's faith. They increase people's awareness of God with them and in them and working through them so that they can take it to the world. So if you're not truly desiring it, then you're not going to be really thinking about it, talking about it. But if you are desiring it, you will be thinking about it and you will be talking about it. And, you know, pastors, if you're not preaching on it, if you're not talking about it, if, if you're not making your people aware of it, you ain't going to be seeing it. It's just not going to be happening in your church. One of the major reasons we don't see the gifts of the Spirit in operation in our church because pastors aren't talking about it anymore. We're concerned somebody's going to get offended or something like that. But notice what Paul said. He said, these gifts, they will profit people. They will help people. They will benefit people. And so if we really, really love people, if we really, really love people and we want to see people set free, we will covet. We will fervently boil with zealousness <laughs> and intense longing and desire for the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation in our life. So the first step to activating the gifts of the Spirit in your life is to have an intense desire to see people free. I mean, you love people and want to see them set free. The second step to activating the gifts of the Spirit in your life is you need to covet the gifts. You need to covet these. You need to earnestly desire and fervently boil with zealousness for the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation in your life for the benefit and profit of other people. The third step to activating the gifts of the Spirit in your life is this. You must believe that they are available for you. Paul's command to cover the gifts, this was not to a particular group. This was not to a particular people. This was not to a particular denomination. This was not for those with a certain ministry style or a ministry title. This was to the Christian. 
And it's interesting to me that many people want to believe 1 Corinthians 11 that talks about communion, the Lord's Supper. And they believe 1 Corinthians 13 about walking in the God kind of love. But then they skip 1 Corinthians 12 about the gifts of the Spirit and skip 1 Corinthians 14 about speaking in tongues. But the same group that Paul was talking to about communion and walking in love is the same group he's talking to about the gifts of the Spirit and speaking in other tongues. So you must believe that they are available to you. If the communion is available to you, and the, and the love of God is available to you, then friends, the gifts of the Spirit are available to you, and speaking in other tongues is available to you. And if you're good enough to take communion, you got to know you're good enough to flow in the gifts. Not only are they available for you, you need to know that you're good enough for them. And that's what stops a lot of people too, is that they don't think they're good enough. But friend, the blood of Jesus makes you good enough. So this is why you need to have a constant reminder that you are righteous. You are the righteousness of God. You are the rightness of God in Christ. That in the very same way that God sees Jesus, it's the very same way that God sees you. You must see yourself as Jesus on the earth. you got to see yourself as the body of Christ on the earth. And you must know that for you to do the same works as Jesus, this is a no-brainer, but you have to have the same equipment. You can't do what Jesus did and have less equipment. I mean, you don't even need Bible for that. That's just common sense. I can't do what he did and have lesser equipment. For me to do what Jesus did, I have to have the same stuff to, this, to the very same degree, the very same quality, the very same quantity to be able to pull off and do what he did on the earth. You've got to believe that the gifts of the Spirit are available for you and that you're good enough for it. These are available for the people of God, the children of God, filled with uh, His Spirit, filled with Him. Uh, see, because God, he, he moved in you so that He could flow through you. He moved in you so He could flow through you. So you have to believe that these gifts, these are available for you. They're available for you. Why? Because God wants you to reach people. Remember what we told you? Our, our whole goal in this, in this whole thing, we want to help connect you with God so that you can turn around and manifest God to your world. So the gifts of the Spirit, they, they are available. They are for today. And it's for the benefit of other people. It's so that God can flow through you, so that, so that the, the flow of heaven can flow through you and flow into other people. So real quickly again, uh, we're talking about five steps to activating the gifts of the Spirit in your life. The very first one is you have to have an intense desire to see people free. Number two, you need to covet the gifts. Why? Because love, if you follow after love, love will propel you. It will propel and open the door for these gifts. But then you must covet them. You must desire them earnestly. And then number three, you must believe that they are available for you. You got to know that. And so uh, next uh, month, we'll talk about uh, these last two steps. And I'm going to talk about some different stories and give you some, some real good uh, just day-to-day, real-life application in these things.
So friends, I hope that this helped you. I hope this inspired you some. Uh, I'd ask you, if you would, uh, go check out our website, chadgonzalez.com, or go to our YouTube uh, page and our Facebook page. We've got some great videos that we've been adding on there. Uh, we've also updated uh, our itinerary there. We've got some meetings coming up. Uh, please be praying for us about our uh, healing crusade we're going to be doing in Poland in September, and also a conference we'll be at in uh, Kenya, in Kasumu, Kenya. Uh, I'd also ask you this. Hey, if you could partner up with us, that would be great in helping us to uh, to do all of these wonderful things. Uh, we've been asking people, hey, if you could just do five bucks, five dollars. I mean, that's the, cu- the cost of a cup of coffee. You could go online and partner up with us, um, what we're calling the ESC project that Europe shall know. Uh, this has really been on our heart for a while. And so we're in the, the uh, process of translating uh, two books, Naturally Supernatural and our other book, Think Like Jesus, uh, translating this into the countries, uh, the, the languages of the countries that we're going to be going to. And uh, also uh, using that money to help cover uh, the conferences that we're going to be doing. So if you could do that, man, that would be awesome. Uh, we'd love for you to join the team. You can go on to chagonzalez.com and you can do that. $5, be a partner with us and help and take this wonderful message all around the world and seeing people set free and seeing people connected with God so that they can turn around and do just like us, do just like you, manifesting God to our world. God bless you. We love you. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month.